glory in the legends of this hard muscle life. And there's poetry in each season made of sweat and strife. But now's the time to work and strain at a sport that tests the spirit and challenges the brain. Come on, come on, come on. Let's go. Hey, I'd like to have 75 degrees of sunny all the time, too, but that's not football. Do you fear the force of the wind, the slash of the rain? We're going to play us through light and rain. Go face them and fight them. Be savage again. Okay, let's try this again. Um... Double or nothing. Add one to the lost episodes pile. That's my fault. It's about a baker's dozen here, Bob. Yeah, I hope the walls in this in our brand new studio enjoyed last last Tuesday on Tuesday's podcast. God damn it! You guys really should have been there. Jesus Christ! Fantastic. Really good conversations. I thought the Bryce. It was one of my favorite ones. Yep. It really was about how that goes. So uh, we did too. about as good of a job as Mark Turgeon did today. So quick recap of the last month. We haven't done an episode. <laughs> out to spring training three times. I got sick with herpingina. 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 And then we recorded an Thanks, hour and a half man. long podcast on Tuesday <laughs> that wasn't recorded <laughs> by my dumbass. But I still blame Greg. It is Greg's fault. But I do get to play this <laughs> Really uh, let go of that Lent promise there, didn't you? <laughs> oh, yeah. Gregory moved to Baltimore. and Hell, yes. See, we're just throwing all shit on the wall. And we got a new studio. <laughs> it's your fucking PMS's got a new studio. But I do get to do this. Oh, now it's not working. Come on. <laughs> loading, loading, Nothing loading. in this house works for me. You guys missed it because you guys are talking. All right. It's, the, oh, it's good to be back. Clip uh, that I wanted to play on Tuesday from Iron Man 2. Any hoozy daisy. <laughs> this has been a tough, <laughs> tough week for your boy. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, Tuesday I was just having an off day. Yeah. And there's, I mean, there's no reason for me to uh, anticipate what happened happening, but it was just an off day for me. Like yeah. I broke a glass the first thing. I did. Like I broke like a cup. Like the first thing that morning, I was like, today's gonna be one of those. Today's days. a good day. Yeah. Didn't you have two other podcasts that day? I did do two other podcasts that day. Well, I couldn't. Com- I couldn't complete the trifecta. Well, because so I close. actually have. <laughs> Dank ass equipment for those podcasts. Um, but regardless, I'm watching. I see levels. I see a stream of audio being recorded onto my computer. I'm not taking my eye off that computer for the remainder of this episode. He's staring deeply into my eyes. And those those dark brown eyes. <laughs> hazel, thank you very much. That's what <laughs> They're I'm brown. They're hazel. <laughs> um, but turns out, you know, you live and you learn. And there's some more things to talk about. This week because I fucked up on Tuesday. So we have a chance to ad- address Adrian Peterson returning to yep. the Redskins. Um, we Land- heard Landon Collins, Landon Collins, press Collins press spoke. We heard an interview um, with, on Grant and Danny and his press conference. Um, so there's a lot more to touch on. Um, we are short on time today, though, so we're going to try to keep this doit like a doiger. <laughs> yes, um, yes, very doit. For our boy Iggy. Um, That's me. If you don't remember, by the All way, the I should have introduced us earlier. Jeez. Bobby Blanco, Listen Greg Porter, Baltimore Ian Foster, <laughs> Tom Natale, put me in Coach Podcast. Um, uh, Porter moved in Baltimore. I feel like we put him last. <laughs> yeah. What about it? It's awesome. We talked about it a it's lot awesome. more on the Lost episode. <laughs> 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 I feel like you're just getting away pretty scot-free. for. Yeah. Yeah. Last month you made, were talking made about. Made a big move. Super happy about it. Nobody else is. a year. And uh, <laughs> yeah. a, a week later. Oh, Ian, by the way. <laughs> uh, moving next weekend. Hey, yeah, I had a great faced. opportunity. I couldn't pass it up. I would still would have been there. Yeah. 
but Virginia's doing great. It's Bazumos. Bazumos. Come on, you come up. Yeah, those people can kiss my ass. Scooting around all over the place. I do. I can't. Doing sweet tricks. I believe the comment Bobby said after he realized that we didn't record an hour and forty-five minutes worth of podcast (laughs) was, "You guys, do you know when Ian's blackout drunk and loses in a game?" (laughs) <laughs> That's how I'm feeling internally. Because inter- <laughs> you know, like he's he's so drunk he can't speak, but you can see the anger in his face <laughs> and in his soul. Yeah. It just hurts. And that's what I was like. I couldn't speak. (laughs) We were still FaceTiming Greg. Greg was just like, can someone give him a hug? Because he's just staring at his computer. I was just so sad and mad at myself. Well, this is going to be a football centric podcast to start. Um, There's major news locally around the league. We'll get into Antonio Brown, Odell Beckham. The Cleveland Browns have gone all in. Um, But we got to start with what. Ian and I witnessed just uh, this afternoon. Oh, my good God. Maryland Terrapins were playing a depleted. I am a Terp. The Terps were playing the injury-depleted Nebraska Cornhuskers who were down to six scholarship athletes in which they played yesterday. Six. Um, It has been... It would be redundant of me to say that I am not a fan of the head coach for the University of Maryland and Mark Turgeon. Um, I, I believe everyone here at this table has a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, stuff to pick with him. Um, I hate his hair. I hate his hair. I hate, his, I hate everything about him. I, today was the quintessential Turgeon game that drives me absolutely crazy. And what I mean by that is there is a clear advantage for this basketball team from a talent perspective, from a depth readiness, and yet they got their ass kicked in every single facet to a team, again, that had six scholarship athletes. And there should never be a scenario in which Maryland basketball is losing to the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Correct. Um, They're 17 and 15. They're a 500 ball club. Yes, and Ian and I watched that. The first half in particular, they were shooting under 30%, which is pretty standard. They started the game shooting 20%. They did not get in tra- into transition. They had just as many turnovers as they had field goals made. And this is the kind of shit that just drives me crazy. And for everyone says he's done a great job, look at the recruiting, look at the recruiting. He's not a good coach. Fuck you, fuck you. It's not, how, many, how many more times do we have to see this? This is his eighth season in College Park. We've had one Sweet 16 up, one Sweet 16 appearance in eight seasons. I know we're not the same basketball team from 2002, but is it unrealistic of us to expect something more than this? No. I mean, we should be able to compete. I mean, I know we're not going to be Duke. We're not going to be Kentucky. We're not going to be the UCLA, the, the premier college basketball program. So we can't be second to that? No. Guess not. I mean, we should be. We should be. be. We should be. Just, well, just we're not. recruit out of the county alone in PG County alone, and they'd be able to recruit enough four to five star athletes. We got torched by a guy today. Who Saint played John's. Played a year alma mater. Yeah. yeah, and it's just Maryland basketball means so much to me. It means so much to Ian. It means so much to you, Bobby Porter. I know you're you're a proud alum. Go Terps! <laughs> Woo! I yeah. am a Terp. You know, growing up in this area, we did not have a lot to root for. The Redskins were in the doldrums, as they still are. 
the Caps were also not very good. I mean, they had that one magical Stanley Cup run. The Wizards slash Bullets have been bad. Baseball's been bad for the most part. It was Maryland basketball that was the one good product that we were able to witness throughout our childhood, throughout our teenage years. And Mark Turgeon has robbed us of what something that meant so much to this fan base, to this school. And every single year, it's the same shit. It's the lack of attention to detail, careless errors, playing down to your opponent. It's the same thing. Not beating ranked teams. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing, and I'm done. Like I, I've I've said this time and time again, I can't. He has made his style of coaching, his game plans, are unwatchable to me. Yeah, it's unwatchable. It's not fun. Like there, there's no cohesion. There's no teamwork. It's just let me dribble the ball around and, and hope someone gets fouled and we go to the free throw line. Our, like, our two best players with seven minutes left in the game had a combined five points. Five points. Anthony Cowan and Bruno Fernando. Yeah, I was. Work- How the fuck does that? I was happen? working out really paying attention. My coworker tapping on the shoulder was like, "They haven't. Fernando and Cowan haven't scored yet." And there was ten minutes into yeah. like the first half. Five like, points combined. Like, were they in foul trouble? They're like, "No, they've been playing." Bruno Fernando is an NBA prospect. Yeah, he's a first round NBA prospect. If he leaves for the draft this year, and hopefully he doesn't do that, he is not ready. He's but- not ready. But like I said. He's going to get coached up better in the NBA than he is well, in college park. And you brought up a really good point when we were watching the game today, was look what Kevin Herter is doing. He's having a better NBA year than he's ever had at the University of Maryland. Correct. Why? Because he's getting coached up. He's getting coached up. And, and he's getting put in the right positions to make plays. And in basketball, <laughs> talent typically prevails in basketball. It is a, a talent-driven sport. Jesus. Fernando finished with three points. Yeah. yeah. No, it was bullshit. But Cowan got a couple yeah, three-pointers. These are amateur athletes. They're not professionals. When you're an amateur athlete, you need to be coached up. There needs to be a play design. When I saw going into this game, they're playing, the, um, they're playing Nebraska. They're injured. They played the day before. Okay, when Maryland is at their best, they run in transition. They're fantastic athletes. They didn't do that at all. At all. They just played a half-court game where they turned the ball over every other possession. It's just, and we've seen this for eight straight years. He's not good. How much more evidence do we need that he's not a good coach? And I've had, Ian, you too especially, have had how many conversations with Maryland basketball supporters that love Turgeon and, and, and you know applaud his recruiting style? I don't and, get it. That's all they can say. Every single time you get in an argument with him, the word, if, if the word recruit doesn't come out, then there is nothing. That's all they have. Oh, but he can recruit. But can he? He's a good recruiter. He's not an amazing recruiter. Not for eight years of this bullshit. And and even if he can recruit, they still need to be. They need to improve. You could give him five NBA players, and he still won't be able to do shit. High ball screen. You buy five Ferraris that are all stick shift. You don't screen. know how to drive stick shift. You still got a piece of shit. Fucking perfect. That's I a really good you. analogy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's redundant. We've said this before, but no. I just. Where do these players, where do they improve? Cowan they started. Don't. They, they don't. don't. Like, Cowan, has he improved? No. Nope. No. Has no. Bruno, if Mello Trimble. Mello didn't improve. He, got, he regressed. Yeah. He did. If anything, Bruno's stock has regressed to an extent. Um, yep. at the, the second half of the season, he is really The struggling. very best plateaued. Yes. Yeah. Um, at, at a point, he was talking about being a top 10 pick this year. Yeah. I and this freshman freshman class looks very very promising. Uh, Jalen Smith has been great. Uh, Aaron Wiggins looks like he's going to be a legit piece. Daryl Morcello, who is a sophomore, is I think to be our most improved player. But I just Played don't see from a player development uh, standpoint, and most importantly from an in-game coaching, that is always 
what we talked about from an X's and O's standpoint, he is so far inferior from the rest of his Big Ten colleagues, Big Ten head coach colleagues, that I just I've seen enough. I've seen enough for years. I hope he's fired. I know I'm emotional. I know this was a really frustrating loss, and they're going to make the tournament. They are ranked for the most part this whole entire season. I don't care. Just do just you, cut the cord. Do you hope that we? Do you kind of hope that we lose? Yeah. The first round. If that's what it o- takes. Otherwise, there's no way. If he wins one game, okay, he's staying. But if, if that's he, what it if takes. If we get embarrassed in the tournament, I think that's the only way. What do you What do you want? I want him. I would. I. What I'm watching, I'm going to root for us to win, of course. Yep. But the the to think about it logically, I want I want to lose, and I want him fired. Bob, what do you think? Well, I called this. What? Let me see my tweet. Two weeks ago. You did. I. <laughs> I, I thought about that once we lost that uh, exact third. Tweet. So, yeah, almost almost two weeks ago. Um, that the way they're playing, this must have been after the Penn State game. Oh, God, that was so bad. Um, that the way they're playing is setting them up. after the Michigan game. It might have been the Michigan game. March 3rd. Yeah, it sounds like the Michigan game. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways, anywho, um, they're setting themselves up for a another first game exit in the Big Ten tournament, and then a first weekend exit yeah. in the NCAA tournament. And, I mean, I don't, I don't remember. They've lost five straight We were, what, a five seed probably coming into this tournament, and now we're dropping down to, what, eight or nine? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and they're maybe even fringe, eh, maybe not that bad, but fringe having risk to play in the like, – I get a thousand emails from Maryland a day asking for money. A play in like Did the eleven versus eleven, like no. last one in at Miami, like no, the no yeah. longer like one of the four playing games now. Like wow. I don't think that'll actually happen, but like that's too close for comfort. And yeah, me, it should never be the case. That it's a, it's embarrassing, um, it especially took- especially with the team like this year. I remember saying like I was excited for the Maryland basketball this year. Like a lot of young talent, mm-hmm. you know, yep. you never you know, their ceiling. You don't know their ceiling. They could just play. They're gonna make mistakes, but they're gonna always play hard, and they haven't played hard. Since that Penn State game, that Penn State yeah. game started the downfall. Yeah, and now I mean, and you you know we had a great January, and I let myself get excited. I was like, if they play like this, if they keep because they that's what their peak. That was their peak in, in end of January because I think they won they won like six and two or something in January. Yeah, and I said that this is their if this is their peak, that's bad because sooner or later it comes a regression as a tradition in a Mark Turgeon. Mm-hmm. Coach team, Absolutely. and sure enough, that's exactly what happened. Yep, dipping down, playing down to our opponent's level, not hustling, not playing defense. I mean, like guys, it took eight years for him to win a road, uh, beat a ranked team on the road. Eight years, yeah, <laughs> eight years. And that's unbelievable. I mean, it's just it's the same old story year after year. How many times do you have to say that his teams don't improve? If anything, they get worse. Yep, that's fine. If you're beating up, you know, Maryland Eastern Shore in December, great, great for you. Beat up Michigan in end of at the beginning of March. Yeah. Beat up Nebraska in the first round of the turn. Like if, if we're a quote basketball school, yeah. You gotta beat Michigan. You gotta split with Michigan State. Indiana. Going down the list, if we're a basketball school going down in the quotes, list, yeah. we should it, in the Big Ten should never lose to Northwestern, Correct. Nebraska, Rutgers, Penn State, Illinois, Minnesota. Illinois has some tradition, yeah. but I, so, okay, Illinois, but they have they've sucked for years. So okay, fine, Illinois. You know, we need to be up there with the Michigan States, the Michigans, the Wisconsins, the Purdue's. You know, Ohio State hasn't been good since that one year they went made the championship game, or haven't been that good. So put Ohio State below us, put Iowa below us, Purdue, Michigan State, Michigan, Wisconsin, or 
year in and year out the top tier of the mm-hmm. Big Ten. Maryland needs to be in that conversation, and they're consistently right below them. Yes. And that's not good enough, especially in this conference. We, we went to the Big Ten, one, for the money, but two, also because it would be advantageous for us for basketball. Yeah. We knew we would struggle in football, but at yep. least in basketball, we could be really good, and it would help us. And it's not. It's not. It's not. If if anything, it's worse because we're it's, supposed I, to be good and we're not. And now it looks worse. We're seeing, doing this in the ACC. Okay, fine. Like the ACC is the toughest the toughest conference in in the country. Yep, that's fine. Yep. Uh, Duke and Virginia are constantly ranked in the top three in the country. Yep. Totally fair if you're in the top five, top six in that in that con- and also it's a bigger conference. But mid level of the Big Ten is is nowhere near good enough for a team that claim or for a school that claims to be a basketball school and have all this history and tradition yep. and pride. I agree. And they then they bring out Juan Dixon and and all these former alums and everyone gets so amped and it just feels almost manufactured where we're not selling out the amount of games like we used to. There's a level of a lack of interest just because we're not that same competitive team year after year. Like we used to be just remember our childhood guys was not if we're going to make the tournament, what seed, what seed are, are we? What seed are we going to be? Are we going to get a one seed this year? What, yeah, yeah. What top four seed? Like yeah. we're supposed to be that top 16 and, year in and year out. And that wasn't necessarily just like a great run with the Juan Dixon and Steve Blake class. I mean, that was over 10 plus years. Mm-hmm. Um, starting from really the early 90s, early to mid 90s with Joe Smith and Keith Booth all the way up until, you know, pretty much Grievous Vasquez and maybe not so much. There was the a couple of years in there, Gary, but like, yeah, at least through. Gilchrist, yeah, oh four, at least at the very least, maybe even throw in one of those years. That man will forever live in my heart because of that run. Oh yeah, man. that was great. That speaking of which, today's the anniversary of Crying Duke Kid. Is it? Yeah, yes. I saw a post all over Twitter <laughs> today. You know, I'm I'm just so frustrated because Nebraska was six and fourteen in the conference. Six and fourteen. Six and 14. They lost fourteen games in conference. In That's conference. like hard to do. They were the second to last team in the conference. Two and nine. They away. played yesterday. Two and nine away. That uh, that's to me is not a big deal because there's a sense of momentum that can be carried over. It's more of the they're the out of what fifteen teams or number fourteen. They're fourteen. They won six games in conference. The only one who's worse who's Northwestern. Who lost? Who lost sixteen? Sixteen. They do four you, and sixteen. Do you think if we lose, if we have a first round exit, is he gone? No, I don't no. think he is either. No. I think they're content with him. Yep. I think they're content with making making the tournament. They are. And also, I also think basketball is not their main concern right now. They're still looking to turn around the football program. Sure. Women's basketball also does well, so they can use they that to well. turn their head away yeah. from the men's team. Can we just have her as our coach? I mean, Sounds good. Can we add her to also to the court? Can we make it the Gary Williams and Brenda Freeze court? Because, I mean, she's, she's a Hall of Famer. She's got just as much success. Yeah, she's going to be a Hall of Famer. Amazing. She's yeah. a fucking A. Amazing coach. She's very much amazing. You know what I'd like to do is fire Turgeon, bring Gary just back for one year. I was thinking about that today. Just for a year, like a little gonna, bridge when they him? find someone else and like, just let him coach this talent and watch what happens. Could you imagine? He's the antithesis of, yes. of Turgeon. Oh, my God. He gets two to three-star recruits and coaches them up like a mother. And then you got Turgeon, who gets four or five-star recruits, and then does, did uh, we start, go out there have some fun, guys. Did we, were we ranked preseason? No. No. Okay, he would have had his... Right now, one, we would not have lost this game. Two, going into the today, we would have been a top 15 team. The lack of Without preparation. Without question. With this, with this talent? Yeah. <laughs> the lack of preparation. You had one week. Today's Thursday. Your last game of the regular season was what? Last Friday? Mm-hmm. Right? Where you were crushing, was it Minnesota? Yeah. Yeah. And you still almost let them, I get it, it was senior night, but you still almost let them back in the game. Like, they were up by double digits the entire game, only one by eight. True. 
and then you have a one week to prepare against a team that you've beaten twice. Mm-hmm. I just checked. I only beat them at home by two. I forgot about that. Yeah. And you've beaten twice. You had one week to prepare. Like Tom said, they play the day before, so you can at least you can literally sit there and watch them and see what they want to do. And you come out flat footed, tired, they, uninterested. They, yep. they played a zone. There's there's they did. They, oh, did they? Oh, yeah. I, I've been saying that for years. Why don't? Why doesn't everyone play zone against I, us? I, I, I play zone against us like, the entire time. I was like, we could play against the high school team, and if they play zone, we're screwed. We're screwed. Yeah, it's game over. Like they when when someone goes into two three, which if you're a shooter, like yes, like just like my, my pants move. Like oh no, three. what do we do? Like should we still do a ball screen? Like, <laughs> no. Where's Melo? He's gone, guys. <clears throat> no. Ah, well, basketball, um, March Selection Sunday, this Sunday, so that's fun. Still the best time of the year. Oh, yeah. So, uh, oh, shit, I got to get a bracket down, ready. Porter. Yeah, we'll do a PMIC so league. Taking you down, Porter. Oh, oh, oh. that's right. Uh-huh. Yeah, the trifecta. Mm-hmm. Right. He did. Yep. God damn. So we'll, think about it. I like. Well, hold on. Think about No, no, I, I know he got the trifecta, but think about Let's talk about me for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Last year, lost to him because of Michigan, right, in the championship game. Yep. And then lost to you in fantasy football in the championship by, like, what, was it point four? Yeah. Point two? <clears throat> Man, I've been, I'm so close every time, but I can't pull one out. I thought I... I'm, if Michigan won, I would have won, right? No, nah, I was ahead of you. We, will, we both had Michigan winning, mm-hmm. and I was already ahead of you in the standing, so Michigan would have won. Unless unless the tiebreaker, I'm pretty sure uh, I was already yeah, ahead yeah, of yeah. you. Um, yeah. But I'm coming. I'm comparing runner up Bob. <laughs> Just can't can't pull one out. I go by second place Tom. No, all right. So me and Tom are the same. Okay. Um, yes, yeah, so but thank you for. I didn't even think about that. So yes, check at, look out for our um, bracket bracket ESPN.com because everything else is stupid. Always use ESPN. They're the best. Yep. Um, and we will I have use that out shortly. Oh, do you? Oh, yeah. I use Barstool. Barstool, mate. That's so cool. El Presidente. El Presidente. <laughs> All right. El Presidente. So, um, yep, we're going to – let's move forward on to happier thoughts. Higher, further, faster. <laughs> let's move more, move forward amicably. So, amicably. Who wants to talk about Lyman? Nobody. <laughs> Greg, nobody wants to talk about that. You stupid Baltimore <laughs> fucking two-week fad. <laughs> Oh, liming. Awesome. I thought you said Lyman. I was like, do you mean layman? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Greg, Ke- you're try adorable. <laughs> Who also would have been a first-round pick under Gary Williams, but that's neither Correct. here nor there. Um, so on to the gridiron. The Redskins have a new safety. He was one of the top-ranked free agents going into this offseason. Legal tampering period started this past Monday. The players could start signing. Which is hilarious to me, that phrase, legal ta- By definition, tampering is illegal. <laughs> so just say, like, legal talking period. Like, why? T- like, that's so dumb. Anyways. Legal heroin use. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can legally tamper into drugs for the All day. Right, everyone keeps tampering during this time. It's like You're not purge. supposed to be tampering. So we're like going to give you a buffer. In the legal tampering time. <laughs> it's like the purge for NFL free agency. You, you're much. allowed to do whatever you want. It is so much fun. It is so NFL much fun. free agency beats every other th- every other free agency period and the rest of baseball, basketball, you name it. Yeah. In They're my opinion, it's the Absolutely. best. Okay. Um, the Redskins got Landon Collins because yes. he is an Alabama Crimson Tide alum. Winning off He's, the field. Okay. We know the rules. Roll damn skins. You went to Alabama? You're a Redskin. Yeah, I, Red I love watching... You know how, like, uh, Tom Haverford, I call eggs pre-birds. When I watch <laughs> Alabama, they're called pre-skins. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty awesome. 
Uh, <laughs> so I, I remember, first off, the notion that the Redskins are redskinning again simply isn't true. They haven't been this kind of team where they're going after the top tier free agents year after year after year when it's our time to win the offseason. We haven't done that with the exception of Josh Norman in 10 years. Yeah. It's been over 10 years since Albert Hainsworth was signed here. Right. Um, coming from the Titans. It was just, uh, it was so hard not to get excited. I, I remember we were all texting. I was in the car, and then on 106.7, they were breaking news. And breaking sports news. Yeah, we we got the Redskins signed. Landon Collins, a six-year, $84 million contract. Holy shit. It happened. It happened. It happened. And uh, they got. So I've been told. They got us. Oh, they uh, hook, hook line, line sink. <laughs> and it's not. The, I mean, it's not the team. It's 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 Collins himself too. It's what he's been saying at, on his interviews and press conferences, being like, oh, "Damn it, I love you so much." Now I'm in the camp where he can't wear 21, but that's a different story. We'll, we'll, um, I did want your opinion on that, but goddamn, do I do I already love that man? Love and love. We him. I think everyone in this room have have, have loved him. Because yeah. we wanted him in the draft. I yeah. wanted him. We, Bad. That was the guy we were like, him. Did you see Scott Collins? Or Scott Collins. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> McLuhan uh, said that he was never thinking about drafting Atlanta Collins. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't, no, va- wait, someone he doesn't asked, value safety. He doesn't value there's only, also, and, they, and he also drafted Sua Cravens. Yeah. Well, no, I think second so. Round. I saw that too. Unless I'm talking on Twitter, right? Yeah. Unless I'm thinking of a different tweet, I saw. Someone asked him, "Did you consider trading up to get him?" And he said, "No, I wouldn't." That's tra- a different one. Though, I wouldn't. So. I wouldn't trade up. I wasn't. I was never thinking about trading up to get him. And he said, "I do value him as a football player, but that was never an option." The one so, like, I saw is, "What do you think about uh, okay. Landon come to the Skins? Isn't that who you wanted to get?" And he said, "No." Uh, I saw someone asking if he wanted to trade up. He was like, "No." Changed the game. Yeah. Yeah. It's the but term, he does change the fucking game. He does, and this is a clear upgrade. And he's even an upgrade from DJ Swearinger. He's Spilled better. With two he's keys. a better version. And, and he's younger. And yeah, that's like that's actually the big thing is... I said it's spelled with two Ds. Upgrade. Upgrade. <laughs> For a double dose of his pimp. You know, Nobody will get that. No. <laughs> uh, it's okay. We're giggling. With, I'm back, bitch! <laughs> with the Redskins, they, didn't know you were going. they typically make these signings to players reaching their 30s. And yep. this is quite a difference for a guy that is, again, 25 years old, was an all-pro at 22 at years old. 22. The Redskins haven't had an all-pro since 1996. Which was a punter. Which Never was forget. a punter. <laughs> also blows my mind that Sean Taylor was never an all-pro. He would have been an all-pro. Or all Trent. Or that How the year. fuck does Trent not yeah. get an all-pro? Hey, Tress Way, put some spec on him. That still pisses me off <laughs> a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And even he's so good that Stephen A. Smith thought he was a thought he was a, he was a quarterback. <laughs> well, either so good or Steve, well, whatever. QBR one one eighteen. <laughs> QBR one eighteen. So where do we got our third string quarterback? You don't need to draft him. Yeah. How do you guys see Landon Collins fitting in this defense? Like a glove. I yes. hope so. Yeah. Yes. The whole box safety thing. It gets thrown out a lot. It gets thrown out a lot. People. I I heard. Uh, Will Blackman on Grand Danny dismissed that. It's like it's not a th- like it's not a bad. It's just not a. Will term. Blackman's great he on is. the air. He really he's, is. He's so good. Yeah. Um, Twitter and on and on air. Uh, and it's like it's not a thing. It's not a concern. I mean, he's a guy. And that also, Landon Collins, Grand Danny asked him this too. He addressed it and he was like, "I think the the biggest misconception about me is that I can't cover, and um, yep. I can play up in the box. I can play black. I I can play in in, in coverage." 
I can play back, not black. I, I knew that's what you heard. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, I, I'm, I think it's going to be one of those things where he can be a natural fit. I mean, we saw the Redskins had no problem putting DJ Swearinger up by the line and kind of playing that quote unquote box safety type at times. So and he, and he was a game changer for that. And I, that. I, I have, I don't, I don't think they'll have a problem putting him in anywhere or or him adjusting to this scheme and vice versa. Yeah, I think this they'll, division. they'll make it work. Is, is this someone that you design your defense around? I was just going to say that. I think he's also that type of player where, you know, you don't tell him where he fits. He'll tell you where he fits. You know, like you okay. kind of go from him and trickle down. Yeah. Well, if you want to make the most out of that contract, then, yeah. Yeah, also make it. Make it conducive said, to his skill set. Like, with him who, and I don't know who. I don't know who the Giants writer was, but the Giants said, I mean, this Giants writer said the Giants never used him properly. Sure. Yeah. And he was still that great. So imagine using him properly. Somebody yesterday was telling me that he's regressed. He's really not that good of a player. I was like, he's 25. Yeah. He's had three Pro Bowls. Mark Turgeon's never coached him. I was like, he was on a (laughs) shitty team. Well played. Nice. And if he has a box safety, good. Give him to me. Yeah. In Uh, this division. There's the jersey. They're showing it on NFL (laughs) Network. That's really cool. Mr. Snyder, a.k.a. Dan. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Um, you're, you're going against Zeke twice. Saquon Barkley is the only player that on the entire oh, Giants. Yeah, they're going to run the Maryland Power Eye. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Landon Collins was on with Grant and Danny today, and he told a really, 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 really good story. And then he retold it again in the press conference. You know, we are quick to shit on Dan Snyder. Deservedly so, but um, after hearing the story, it was not. It was he was humanized a little bit, and as I understand it, Dan Snyder took Landon Collins and his family and Ryan Anderson out to dinner last Anderson night. Anderson was there too. Yes, I didn't see that part. And Snyder put in a box um, Sean Taylor's game worn autographed jersey. He has two of them, and he gave. He's giving one of them to Landon Collins and. Um, then whether it was a letter, letter or told him, Snyder told Landon that um, of how much Sean Taylor meant to him. He I lo- he loved him like a son, and I want you to have this. And uh, he he opened up the box, and there was Sean Taylor, or his son opened up the box, and uh, apparently there was a lot of wa- a lot of tears shed and how much it meant to him. Um, you know, if you really want to. Tug on the heartstrings of Redskins fans. Just mention Sean Taylor to us and how much he means to this fan base. And just to see, that was essentially our recruiting pitch, where Landon Collins felt the need to go play where his idol played and you know finish what he started. It's uh, it's commendable. I I admire it, and you know anyone that loves Sean as much as we do is good on our uh, good by us. That's for sure. I think he knew that though. I don't trust Dan and his sincerity. I don't either. No. No. But using that it to was his still, advantage. It was still, still a nice gesture. A nice gesture. gesture. Still a nice gesture. Yeah. It, it, it's like laughing at someone's joke that you hate. You're like, ah, oh, God damn it. I saw it. I, I literally had to reread it three times to make sure it was Dan Snyder <clears throat> who did it. I'm like, oh, you son of a bitch. What? Good job. Good job. Good job. Good job. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> And and really second to that in terms of a pitch to come to this team because this team is in turmoil. You have a coaching staff that it could be all of them could be gone by next year. Oh yeah, we've gone seven and nine two consecutive seasons. We'll have a new start starting quarterback. We'll get into that in just a second. But really, our pitch has got to be. Um, and Landon Collins mentioned this in his press conference that he started talking to Jonathan Allen. He started talking to Ryan Anderson and 
and uh, Sean Dion Hamilton, and they said, you, you got to come here. This is how we do things, and just like we did it at school, and um, they they want to come back with their college teammates. That's awesome. Yeah, and win. Win, win, win. That defense can be scary. It can be. And Especially now like with it. two real vocal leaders with Jonathan Allen yes. and Get them Atlanta Collins. Who will be on, like, the same page. Yes. Like, it's one thing to have vocal leaders, but if they're on different pages and mm-hmm. not saying the same like thing. Like DJ and, and Jonathan Allen. Exactly. Yeah. And saying the at each other. Anticipating each other's moves, right. being able to cover yeah. each other, noticing uh, the same things together, and yeah. like that's going to create a and lot know what you are going to say, a like lot, not stepping on each other's toes, yep. having the same like voice, having yep. the same like being. You know, and that chemistry gonna, they already have because right. they did they yeah. played together in I mean, college. So all five of those guys you just mentioned, they all played like together. At, at one point, there at was one some point overlap. they were teammates. So that's just a huge. It's not just it's not the not just that they're coming out of Alabama at different times. They were at. They were there together, mm-hmm. so that I think that's a, a big part of it too. Yep, that yep. they already know yep. each other yes. and their style of play and their voices and, their and how they approach the game and yeah. they're winners. So yeah. and they don't like losing. They're not going to take losing lightly. I do want to end on his contract: six years for eighty-four million dollars. That's a lot. Pay that man. It's a lot. It's a lot. I don't think anyone can dispute that. However, but. this contract is deceiving from a. It's team friendly, as I understand it. Yep. Yep. His cap, his cap hit that going into the season is only four million dollars. Yep. That's crazy. Crazy, and Eric then it's Schaefer. Eric Schaefer. Yep. It's in the teens for the duration of his um, contract following that, but it's Play essentially game. three years, forty-five million dollars guaranteed. Yep. Following that, um, it's in like thirteen, fourteen million dollars per season, which is really kind of the going rate for an elite safety. Yeah. Isn't that? Essentially, what Earl Thomas just got, mm-hmm. and but obviously he's five years older and coming off a season-ending injury, and yep. and Collins getting that plus three more years, essentially, well, basically. Yeah. So, so this was a uh, because uh, I meant the Redskins are on like the bottom five in terms of salary cap. So, I know they were linked to Landon Collins and uh, who was the other C.J. Mosley, another former Alabama player. Uh, but w- I didn't think realistically it was going to happen just because how how can we afford it? Um, now that they have released Zach Brown, Stacey McGee, they have, you know, kind of brought in some of that cash back. But uh, kudos to the Redskins. Uh, and finance, and uh, Collins himself. Yeah, Eric Schaefer. He has uh, really just did an incredible job at negotiating this and, and finding a way to pay a top-tier player but also not hamstringing your team. Uh, in the future, it just goes to show that both sides wanted to get the deal done. Collins mentioned yep. that he didn't actually he didn't do, take part of any of the actual conversations. He let his people do that, but it just you know I'm sure he was like this is where I want to be, make it work kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. And it just shows that one, the Redskins wanted him, and two, this is where he wanted to be, and also was smart about it. Not he probably used that handicapping as his future team. Well, he, he probably would have used that as leverage. I'm assuming if if it wasn't the Redskins' idea, it would be his of like, hey, with the salary uh, cap problem, taking less in the beginning, right, and then bumping up his guaranteed money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like he wants to get either, paid. Either way, whoever came up with it, it's fucking smart. Right. He wants to get paid beneficial. fairly, but he also like like he doesn't want to hand because he knows the team's are kind of in a crunch. Right. For, at least for this season, if not probably next two. I'm not. I don't remember how they. Alex Smith too. contract breaks breaks down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but still, I they, mean, it's it's team friendly. He still gets his money, and um, he's here for a long time. And he it could be, I mean, this is, it might be a stretch, but it could be the reverse Bryce Harper situation where he goes down as a Redskin. You know, people will remember him as a Redskin as opposed to a Giant. 
because yeah. you know. So not only is this a major upgrade for the Redskins, but it's also a major upgrade. downgrade for the Giants, where yeah. they lose their best defensive player to both and Olivier Vernon. So they've lost their arguably their two best. I defensive did not know players. the Olivier Vernon. Thing. Yeah, he got traded to Cleveland also, which we'll get into. <sighs> Um, the, oh boy! The fucking speaking of oh boy, God. speaking of team friendly, something that kind of twice. came out of nowhere was there's a new, most likely, presumably, a new starting quarterback in Washington too. Case Keenum. Yep. On his, I believe, his sixth NFL team. Close is it case. really? <laughs> case closed. Fifth or sixth? Cue the open and uh, shut case. CSI fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, you're right. Six teams, Bob. <laughs> Houston, St. Louis, turn into the Rams. Minnesota, Denver, like Redskins. Wow. <laughs> so, wow, sneaky. He came in in 2012, <laughs> undrafted. Yeah, out of Houston, and he played really well in Houston. Yeah, um, with Cliff. Oh, they have Cliff Kingsbury. You're right. Mm-hmm. So, when the Redskins made this trade for Case Keenum, well, it assured me of a few things. One. And we already we already knew this, but there's no way in hell that Alex Smith is playing next year. Nope. Right. No. And his career st- continues to be in jeopardy. And I would I would at this point be surprised if he plays again. Correct. Right. Take uh, that money. Go goal. to Aruba. Goal. Fuck nice. yeah. Yeah, buddy. Connolly. Okay, Connolly. All right. Um, two. Okay, is this a lateral move? Look ahead. Is this is this another quarterback that can get us to seven or eight wins again? Yeah. Um, yeah. Initially, hated the move. And I hated it, too, because I just said, what's the point? I mean, we, we already have a guy like him in Colt McCoy. Let's just ride that out with a quarterback class next year that is considered to be one of the best of all time, at least on, on paper, that is, with Tua uh, from Alabama. And then you got that other guy from Oregon, Herbert. or Her- I don't know how to say his last yeah, name. I don't know either. Um, but uh, anyways, I just... Alburger. We we've hey, seen baby. we've seen what seven and nine can do to this team because you're not far down enough in the draft to get a premier player, and you know being mediocre you're just putting apathy into that injecting apathy into the fan base. You're like, you know, staying medium is not the way to go, right, Jim Zorn? Fucking Zorn. Uh, you know, I hated the the Keenum trade to start, but the more and more I thought about it, the more I I read, I listened. Now it makes sense. One goes to show how we're conditioned. Yeah, man. <laughs> team team friendly because he had a large better wife syndrome. He has a big cap hit. The Broncos and Redskins are splitting that. So now, as I understand it, Keenum's cap hit is like in the but I got fours. Your three three and a half three, three and, and a half. half million. That's between Collins and Keenum. It's seven, seven and, and a half, half million. million dollars. That's not that's crazy. Not bad. Now and Keen- swap a sixth and seventh rounder. So we don't even lose a draft pick. Yeah, yeah. And how often do sixth and seventh rounders hit? It doesn't you know, matter. They might like, not even be on your roster. Yes. Second trade win. Second to that. <laughs> I think by all accounts, we can all agree Case Keenum was not good in Denver last year. No. No. He was they not were good. just bad. No, he was they, were, they were not a good football team. Their coaching staff was fired. They traded Demarius Thomas. All they had he, was Emmanuel Sanders. He had like 17 touchdowns with 15 interceptions. Wow. Woo. I should have it right here. Is that a Fucking insane. Uh, Tell me who's right. Damn. 18 and 15. Oh, oh I'll give it to you. Yeah. I'll give it to you. Oh, <laughs> that was right there. Pretty good. Um, so porterstats.com.org. <laughs> I can't afford that. I, I always forget it. I always forget. <laughs> so um, he was coming off almost a fringe MVP season the year before in Minnesota. Yeah. Now he was throwing it to Stefan Diggs, Adam Thielen, and Kyle Rudolph. Of course, when you lose that style of talent or that, that level of talent. That year also had a top three defense. He also had a top three defense. And running game. And a running game. 
I think what the Redskins are a few things. They're hoping for something in between that. Yeah. Something not as bad as what happened in Denver last year, but something not as good, realistically, what he was accomplishing in Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, also, I, I would also say from a coaching staff front office perspective, they go, let's say we start off hot again. We start off 6-2, six 6-3. and, two, six and three. Our quarterback goes down. Then what? And I thought, I remember watching that game, Monday Night Football, against the Eagles. We had Colt McCoy. He breaks his leg in the first quarter. God. And then in walks... In comes Mark Sanchez. Our season's over. Mm-hmm. Our season's over. Mm-hmm. And so we won one game after that. So I think for the Redskins' perspective is... Almost got the Titans. Yeah. We almost did. And we'll that, was, that would have been the glimmer, though. Absolutely. Oh, fact. Yeah. It's, better, it's better that we didn't be. Yeah. We should have <laughs> lost to the Jaguars. Yes. Back on it. <laughs> Bortles. Bortles. My, my, my rationale is, if that means... I'll go, um, let me get two Colt McCoys in case something god-awful happens again. Right. This is an insurance policy. Uh, not that I'm saying case, case Keenum is, but Colt McCoy has shown time and time again, as much as we like him, he cannot stay on the field. Two safe plays. <laughs> and, and Keenum and, and Colt. Mm-hmm. They're, they're safe plays. This, is, this, is, this kind of melts into my question is with these two moves, Collins and Keenum, mm-hmm. signing Collins and trading for Keenum, mm-hmm. what – What's the goal here? Are we, that is a great are we question. Redskins? Are we becoming? They're going a, for the division. Are we Redskins? The symbolism. How do you say that? Redskinsing. Redskinning. 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 Redskinology. San Diogans. San Diogans. Um, are we doing that again? Where we think, or at least our front office thinks that we're one player away from being which competitors, we're which we're not. Everyone needs to understand we're not. Dude, we're totally going to the fucking Super Bowl. We're winning the division. We're not going eleven five. It's thing. happening. When, uh, when it is when we trade for Josh Rosen, Market. and then we draft a wide receiver. When in the or uh, or are we going to just are we kind of patching it together? More band aids, more band aids, at least for this year, and then hopefully planning for the future. No, that's that's a really good question, and I would say we won't know until the draft and until free agency ends. Right, there's still that, so much to happen because, as I understand it, we could still acquire Josh Rosen. Yes. Uh, financially, in terms of what we have, the amount of assets we have, we have nine draft picks. Or uh, if we want to draft, whether that's in the first round, second round, third round, whatever, um, are we going to draft another quarterback? Which I hope we do. Uh, I think we will. I think we and we should. Um, I mean, it's not a very good quarterback class, but if there's someone that you like, especially I'll later on in it. the rounds, then you know, see what you can get out of it. Absolutely, whether that's like a Daniel Jones type or something like that. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know what's to take, what's to make of this quarterback situation. I think they're playing it very cautiously, just because they really are. They invested so much into Alex Smith. They want to explore every avenue to make sure that you know, he he in fact cannot play again. Right, and I you know I totally get the well. I don't know. I would have been fine with playing Colt this year. Me too. And just kind of riding out and punching Absolutely. the year. And I was like, all hey, right. I mean, they would never say this, but it would be in the K. Injury, freak, horrific injury. It's just not in the cards for us this year. Let's plan it for next year. But and, Jay can't and, afford that. No, because Jay, Jay cannot afford that. That's Absolutely. why they're doing this. But, yeah. I mean, right. But you imagine also, everybody coming back and the fucking free agency signs a, with Kirk Cousins? That's another conversation. Ooh, buddy. <laughs> so my concern is that we're all, I mean, we're, we're thinking, okay, we're one player away. We got that one player. We got our quarterback that... Um, Hopefully stays healthy and we has shown to 
can be able to play at a high level in the right system. Jay is a guru with quarterbacks, so that gives me confidence. But, you know, I can totally see it. Flash forward, what happens if the same thing happens again? We start 6-3, and three, everyone's hotty toddy, and then all hell breaks loose. Right. And they, it becomes a classic Redskins shit show. You, you lose one game, you know, say they lose to the Giants in the middle of the season, and then, you know, you lose to another team you're not supposed to lose to, and then it all goes down the hill. Now you're playing into late November and December, mm-hmm. must win games, and, you know, we know how they don't, how they do well in those. They don't play well at all. Yeah. I, I guess for the most part, is they, it's also hard to evaluate your team as a whole when you're so inadequate at the, the team's most important position. Yeah. So how can you properly evaluate your young receivers or some of your linemen if you have a quarterback like Mark Sanchez or Josh Johnson? Then they can't even do their job, so how can right. we see the others? Right. Um, and I get that. At and, the same time, I would... I just don't want to... I don't want to go 7-9 to nine again. I would just... Yeah. You know. And that's like almost... That's almost like what the, we're kind of... I'm, I'm, that's what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid that... What we scored again. Hey. hey! I'm afraid that I've we're... What, I, just, I just looked down. I'm afraid... Fuck you, oh, that was burped. That was gross. Fucking bitch. I'm afraid what we have it... What we've done... Mm-hmm. I mean... Yes, Landon Collins is a huge upgrade at safety, but safety isn't a player that, we, that you know, if you're talking about, like, in baseball war, yeah. he's not a position that will get you one or two more wins. Yeah. He's not a guy that can change a 7-9 team to a 9-7 team. That's a quarterback. Mm-hmm. That's maybe a once-in-a-generation running back yep. or or receiver. Yep. And, you know, I'm I'm afraid, like, again, they think, all right, these are the pieces. Now we're a 10-6 and six team. But in reality, I think we're not. I don't think we're there yet. I think we're still around eight and eight. Yep. We're 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 going to be somewhere between nine seven and seven and nine. Correct. As and, usual. And so, if you know, if we do fall seven and nine again, entering this time next year, looking at the draft again, the fifteenth pick. Yep. It's like, what are we doing? Can we either just punt, get a higher draft pick, and, and continue to build, or go all in? If we're, if we want to be competitive, go all in. I I yeah. mean. They did really well in terms of getting Case Keenum what they need. This defense should be stellar. They brought back Adrian Peterson. The running back should be great. He doesn't have a lot of wide receivers, but I mean, I'm assuming they bring back Vernon Davis. That's where they need the biggest upgrade is and the if, pass catchers. And if Jordan Reed, I don't know what they're going to do with him, but if he's out there, I mean, Alex Smith didn't really utilize him. No one in the quarterbacks after Alex Smith really utilized him. Uh, you know, and how's the line going to hold up? Can they stay healthy? He has the fragments there or the pieces there to help him succeed. Mm -hmm. Maybe where he does lack is a go-to weapon on the outside. Mm -hmm. Other than that, you know, he can be successful here. But I'm just afraid it's just not enough to push us over the Speaking of cap friendly. To be worth worth it. Are you guys okay with the AP coming back two years, eight mil? 100%. More than okay with it. 100%. I love it. Still beats his kids. Correct. Are you just just be the defense next are, time? Are you? I want to see something different out of him. Can he have the same level of production with twelve to fifteen carries as opposed to his normal, you know, mid twenties? I I don't think he can, but I'm more excited for him to mentor our young stud. That was back. my second part. Can he put Darius Geis under his wing and say, "You do what I do"? I really think that's why he signed on for two more years instead of going to what Chicago. Sure. Like you, you already met the kid. You, you obviously see what he can do. That one run that he had, that he got injured on, was the best run that I've seen. It's by Washington run. Yeah, has to be. Or maybe outside Alf. of Adrian Peterson this year. Yeah, but it, maybe Alf in twenty twelve 
but then Portis. But even so, even yeah. so, Alfred I think that was the, just that was the most talented running that I've seen. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think Adrian knows that. Two years, eight million. Hey, let's do this. Running hey. back by committee. Hey, and, and credit to Jay Gruden, he figured out something with this offense last year that. Um, he saw our shortcomings in the passing game, and then found a way to give AP twenty five carries a game, and it it who, worked for the, it? half of the season until everyone got hurt. Um, so yeah, I think everyone's on board with that, and especially at that price. Uh, yes, I know older running backs is never something that's going to entirely move the move the needle. At the same time, if there's anyone that's an exception to that, it's Adrian Peterson, right? Who and is going to be a first ballot with those game. injuries that throughout his whole career, his shelf life is still there. Yeah, he's just he's incredible. He's just uh, extended it. He's a freak of nature. He really is. Yeah, I, I just I wonder if he can even extend his career further even more with less wear and tear on him. Uh, exactly. We'll see. Because, you know, unfortunately, I'm not sure if it's going to be a good match because both Geis and Peterson are the type of the running backs that need, you know, the more and more carries, the more the the better they get later on in the game. Yeah. But and that, the other thing, the other concern is too is, is the outside weapon. You I've, right as it stands right now, we're too one dimensional. If I'm a defense, I'm like, all right, stop AP, stop guys, and the Chris box. Thompson out of the box. Yeah, because no one on the outside can beat us. Oh, so. absolutely, agreed. And and that not that playing, that's not playing to, right? That's not playing to either AP or guys, or Case Keenum's strengths. So sure. that's an area of, of need. So what is the Redskins' current biggest need right now after this signing and the quarterback? Trip? Well, that's a that's a that's a great question. Wide receiver. I'd say wide receiver too. Um, it's it's really two things for me. It's wide receiver and then the uh, opposite of Ryan Kerrigan. We've lost Preston Pass Smith. Pass rusher, yeah. Yep. And um, it's, a great, th- it's a great edge class. Well, I think uh, Ryan Anderson in- improved quite substantially from his rookie season. He's not someone that I want penciled in as the you know the three down starter like Ryan Kerrigan yeah. uh, will be, and Preston Smith was. Uh, I'd I'd agree with Ian. Is the lack of talent that we have from not just the wide wide receiver position, but just in general, from playmakers. Is there someone on this team where, like, watch out? Get, like, no. He'll make something out of nothing. Not anymore. No. Yeah, mean, without Deshaun Jackson, we haven't had a playmate, really. A right. Playmaker and I don't, since. I mean, again, unless Jordan Reed can, what he played, ended up playing last year, 13 games, 12? Greg, you were close, buddy. 14. Four, he played 14 games. He played games? 14 okay. games. But he wasn't 13 used. 13 and a half. He wasn't used. <laughs> no one, the no only one, time he showed was when Colt was in. No one used yes. him the, the right way, right. And so, you know, if I if, think Case can do it. If I think Case can do it too. So if he does, then maybe Jordan Reed. Other than that, no. Because he utilized Kyle Rudolph a lot. He did. And Jordan Reed is a far more superior tight end than Kyle Rudolph. Y- yes. Almost made it. I mean, the, the talent's <laughs> yeah, right. there, but he's also now, what, three, four years removed from that season that was so incredible. Um, Kyle had, Kyle Rudolph in that 2017 year had 57 catches, 532 yards, and eight touchdowns. Yeah, Jordan Reed can easily eclipse that if he's himself i'd agree with that um so with but also in two years derrick henry's fucking <laughs> rookie contract <laughs> is going to be up let's get that guy over here yeah, uh, so you could draft him well again. because he That's went to alabama think guys will be halfway through yeah, his so. yeah, he did go he, he did go, go he did go to alabama. so the redskins have motherfucker truck the redskins have lost preston smith to the packers jameson crowder to the jets ty and secchi to the bills lost mo harris today to the Patriots, which he's probably going to turn out to be a thousand yard receiver because I think he's going to kill it. Number six? Uh, no, le- number two. Oh, Leave DC and oh, Boston yeah, to right, the star yeah, you were born to be. Guys, out of those players that I just mentioned, who are we going to miss the most? Tyne Zeki. Tyne Zeki and Mo Harris. Really? More than Preston Smith? Yeah. Yeah, again, because I think. 
And I think they overpaid him. Right. Preston all, Smith is really and what he is, got, is a good player, though. I wouldn't have paid him. Not I, that much. No. Yeah. No, I, for the also, amount of money, I'm not going to miss $16 that. Million a year right. in Green and Bay. I'll, what, we had 15 again, number 15 again? And what did C.J. Mosley get? 16 and a half, 17? He got a lot. But still, that wasn't that much more than Preston. Preston got overpaid. He did, which surprised me because he was having um, – he was having a bad year, but yeah. probably by his standards. I think he only had three sacks. And I know it's it's almost unfair to – Preston Smith did more than just rush the passer. He's excellent against the run. He's great at setting the edge. He really makes some wow plays. He seems to get an interception or two per Mosley season. Mosley got 17 a year. Wow. Five-year, 85 no. million, 51 guaranteed. So you, you said Ty and Secchi will be who we miss the most. I, just because Trent, he's a god. He's a the gorilla but he's on the downside of his career at this point. He mm-hmm. can't stay healthy for 16 games. He can't wow. even do it for eight games. Nope. And so, is a and phenomenal he, backup. And he played guard. Yes. Sure. I wish he just played guard the entire year. You know, at, at the same time, it sounds right. like he's... We need a guard, too. He's yeah. going to be given an opportunity to start at left tackle yep. for the Bills. And for some strange reason, the only thing Inseki was good at was left tackle. He was not good as a right tackle. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, he got And he struggled at guard, too. But, you know, it's um, anyone that he, he got an opportunity to start. I'm rooting for him. I hope it works out. Yeah. You know, the Redskins prepared for this in drafting uh, a tackle in the third round last year, Jerron Christian, but he really, really struggled last year in preseason and in limited work in the regular season, so hopefully um, he is that insurance policy as that swing tackle, mm-hmm. um, which given the injury woes of Mar- Morgan Moses and Trent Williams, um, whoever that swing tackle is going to be is going to be put into duty at some point. So would you guys, duty. who agrees with me, priority in terms of the draft? I mean, we have so much draft to talk about still sure. with so much time. And, yeah, we do. And our t- guru Tom is going to be all over that. Uh, but right now, as it stands right now, my approach would be 15, pass rusher. Oh, next agreed. pick, receiver. Agreed. Um, and then at some point, draft a quarterback. Third round. Third round? We have two third that round high? picks. Two thir- okay. All right. And then we don't, I mean, if we, we don't know what happens with Reuben Foster. Yeah. So yeah. maybe middle linebacker slash offensive linebacker. Okay. Or, God, we need a guard. We need a corner, too. a stud guard. Just give it to me. If if a corner. If Sean Lovell if, if Sean Lovell plays I'm good. again for us as our starting left guard. We need a corner. That's what I was thinking. For the third round, maybe guard. Or is that too high for a guard? I I I'd even be okay drafting one in the first round again. Look what it did for us last time. That's true. Like That's true. But I, for, look, the, look the reason the I'm going pass rusher first is because because his draft is so heavy pass yep. rusher, you can get a top ten pass rusher at, at fifteen. Absolutely. And you'll still have Top 10, 15 wide receiver and slash guard talent later in the round. Because the, everyone's going to be taking pass rushers. Bobby, I agree with you. And because that skill set is hard, is a little bit easier to transition from, from the college level to the pros where, you know, your job is just to get to the quarterback. Ian, say it again. Say what you said on Tuesday in the Lost Podcast. Hand in the dirt and go. Hand in the dirt and get it. I love it. You me. know, also. Go. But if we, guys, if we choose, uh, pick a receiver again, that's two receivers uh-huh. in four years. Is that right? In the first round, because Josh Can't get right. Yeah. So, are we about Never to Matt? Michael Thomas. Never hey. forget. Are you about to? Are we about to Matt Millen this and get another uh, receiver in the first round? If or? we get Rosen, if we get Rosen, I want a receiver at fifteen. I mean, I'm I'm okay with it. Um, give give the boy a good. If this not, is a good receiving class, too. then I want Edge. But you don't think? I 
how deep is the receiving? It, it's it, okay. There's not like a clear like this guy is amazing, but there's right. some solid. Okay, so I pieces. I still think those pieces would be available. Yeah. Round two. Yeah. And three, right? It's Tom McShay said that it's the hardest position to evaluate. Okay. So and Josh as we have Johnson. seen, look what we've got out of Josh Doxson. So that, that so an arg- for the, yeah. I don't know, man. Don't so Thomas an argument could be made that it would be easier to pick a elite talent for a pass rusher at fifteen, and then pass and you are more likely to possibly hit on a diamond in the rough you, later in the rounds at receiver. Correct? You have to hit. Yes, you have to hit on your first round pick. Right. If you do not hit on your first round pick, you are screwed. That's why I would like a, 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 an edge rusher. I'm with you. I'm okay with that. And I Absolutely. think because I think a receiver can be a safer pick. You'll f- there's still talent in the later hey. rounds. Okay, yeah. there's also some pass rushers available. Whether that's Justin Houston, Ziggy Ansah, um, on maybe mar- on the free agent on market, the free agent market. Yeah. If they want to choose that route, then we can address because our biggest holes now are on offense. Like yes. I would be, yes. Yes. I'd be okay with us going with our first three picks: offense, offense, offense. Yes, yeah. but I guess I should also preface this by I should have uh, prefaced this by saying my focus is stacking the D. Because I am convinced the offense is not going to be all that great this year. I'm, because it I'm lacks so much talent. Truth. Right. Yeah. Now, obviously, like the first thought would be, well, then you add more talent. But for me, it's like you, you can't add enough talent. It's going to be too much rookie talent to add that's not going to make a difference. Sure. Does you, that make sense? I could see us going. Like if you draft all – if you if you focus on offense in the draft – Adding all that offensive talent isn't going to be enough. It's not going to win. Not going to enough to change two or three games. Whereas the defense, stack the defense for now, because defense wins. Defense plays. True. Too. Defense plays. Defense at, travels. Defense at, does at, everything. At the same time, I would love a sta- a, a top five defense and have a mediocre offense. I can I, I can live with that. I'd actually. agree with that, but we don't even have a mediocre offense. Like, I think we there has to be an injection of talent on this team. I think right and, now we have a mediocre. Offense, just because of our running back situation, I'm okay yeah. with Keenum in the backfield. Offensive line has pieces; it's not full like it used to be, but it has pieces. Yeah, I and mean, I'd be I'd be okay with going the Cowboys route, going drafting an O lineman in the first round, right? And I and like then, our tight ends. Then you got you know, what do you have? Four first round picks on your offensive line alone, like that would be that's crazy. Our three, and if Trey Quinn me. is what we think we are. we're covered in slot. It's just the outside. I I am not. I, hey, I'm rooting for him. Did you guys? But do I think he's going to be like? I think it's a bit unrealistic to think that he's no, going to be yeah, a legitimate piece. But you never know. Hey, I, I would love I'm for wrong. him to be. Uh, yeah, I thought in limited in limited work, I thought he was great. But after just nine catches, I'm not ready to crown the guy. What did you guys think Who? of Sorry. Trey Quinn? Your boy. Oh, he's gonna he's gonna have 100 catches. <laughs> he's got this. I'm talking about in the first half of the season. <laughs> I mean, I think he could be as good as Crowder. I'm more excited for Trey Quinn than I, I was okay with Crowder walking. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Also, another guy who can't stay on the field. I also okay. would have been okay Agreed. with resigning him. But. Uh, Not did, for that money. What no. did you guys think of the uh, AJ Green talk this morning? Oh, okay. <laughs> if it only took a third and a fifth to get, <laughs> if it only took a third and a fifth to get eight, you know, that's <laughs> <laughs> lately. You know. go, oh, it's there. It's, uh, I'm getting <laughs> zapped. <laughs> You've been zapped. <laughs> nice. That was a Dave Chappelle quote. <laughs> Never heard. That was a good pull. Watch the goddamn show. <laughs> <laughs> so Antonio Antonio Brown was traded to the Raiders for a third and fifth round pick, right, Bob? Uh, yes, but he's also toxic. So what would AJ Green? Everything cost? the Raider touches is toxic. That's true. That's the secret. <laughs> Everything's toxic. It's like two double negatives. Uh, cr- yeah, exactly. Cancels that. So they just have to have the, the exact right number of toxics. 
Have you seen the owner? <laughs> <laughs> he looks like the Green River. If he looks like like a fucking pedophile. You know he looks like? like he looks like uh oh what's that actor? He looks like uh in uh, the bench warmers, the guy who's afraid of the sun. Oh oh my god, yeah. That haircut. It's yes. the haircut. Sorry, Tom, didn't mean to No, you're okay. Who am I, who am so I like drink? If generous um, was a man. <laughs> and I love Ellen, I if, do not like it. If the Reds I with the AJ Green, that's someone I would just he's thirty one years old. He's been he had injuries last season. Um, however, there is a familiarity between him and Jake Rudin. We need an injection of talent. He's still one of the better receivers in football, even though I, I wouldn't put him up on like that upper echelon that we're, what we're seeing. With I'd say top ten. Yeah. I think that's it's, the same mistakes over again, bringing up someone that old. Yeah, but he's so good. AJ Green? He was so good. He's yeah. so good. Yeah. But it's the constant he's, he's got a foot. <laughs> <laughs> it's the constant he's got Fine. a foot problem. He's got yeah. a heel problem. There's something wrong with his toe. Turf toe. His, his ankle twisted. You know. Turf, turf toe. toe. <laughs> I don't want to invest wear the right in the guy shoes. who, yes, My at socks the, are wet. the top of his game is an elite talent. But Ian's going to be Will Ferrell in the old school if we trade for A.J. Green. Going up the quad through the gymnasium. <laughs> I'm skipping the quad. Nudie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to run around that whole damn campus. <laughs> You and Slicknick can do your Redskins. Um, the megaphone? Yeah. Man, those are good times. <laughs> we went around <laughs> all of College Park. <laughs> Only the Skins will win. That was when Jim Zorn went 6-2. and two. Oh my We God. did a Redskins parade after every victory. We were Horny for so Zorny. fucking obnoxious. <laughs> <laughs> People hated us. My dad just texted me and his, his buddy. Un-effing believable. BB, me, you called this loss. Typical church team. He cannot prepare a team for important games. It's a, it's just a fact. Shout out Rome. Stamp. Retweet. Get Rome. Friend of the, friend of the program. Yeah. Friend of the program. So I'll just move on around the league. Uh, Bobby. Hey, Bob. Congratulations. The Raiders hey, Bob. are doing a lot of work right now. <laughs> just Anto- win, baby. Antonio. <laughs> I love it. Antonio Brown is a Raider. Terrell Williams is a Raider. Four picks in the first 35. Released. That's crazy. Jordy Nelson. Yeah. Oh. I still don't think John Gruden's a good coach, but... Whatever. What do you think about Antonio <laughs> Brown in, in Oakland? It's going to be a turgent scenario. I, I I think Antonio Brown is my favorite football player today. Like really, yeah. He's kind of a dick. But fo- are you talking about just on the player. field? Okay, football yeah. player. Like okay, he is on the field. He is an unbelievable. He's talent. so stupid on the field. I mean, he's ridiculous. He's a video game. He really is. And I don't turbo, know. Turbo, 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 turbo. Yeah. Toe tap. It's going to be, I mean, I th- it's going to be one of those things. It could be really fun, or it's going to be a fucking shit show. You know a forking shirt show. So doesn't it, <laughs> but doesn't it remind you, It could, because it ri- reminds me of when Randy Moss went to Oakland. Everyone forgets the Oakland years. That's true. A little bit. Who was his quarterback, though? Kerry Collins? Okay, I think? yeah. yeah. I think Derek Carr's a little better than Kerry Collins. Carr's not that good. This is like, and that's the thing, like, this is a weird pretty face. Good. This is a downgrade from Ben, ben Roethlisberger really to... Like, well, yeah, Ben Roethlisberger. Like, Antonio Hall Brown had Antonio Brown had fifteen touchdowns and a thousand so yards receiving again, <laughs> and was pissed off at Ben for that. Like, imagine when Derek Carr's is doing his usual, you know, check down and. Mm, I don't know if he he was there. not good last year. No, he, he was, was also coming was off breaking his leg. I did fucking shut your mouth. I don't know. I I'm all in. You know they that. Also, it's like no, they're my second team, way. so it's he, like he's, it doesn't really Bobby's matter. All in. He was born to be a Raider, like he fits that Raider mentality. Antonio Brown, yeah, he, beat, he marches to the beat of his own drum. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I'm all, I'm excited. I, I think they'll be fun to watch. Man, they need a running back. Their did, defense. Did you see Al, that? Al would have been. Oh, oh <laughs> man, 
It says Al Davis written Ooh, all over it. He would have given up a lot more than oh, that. Was he would have given he like three first up rounders. The money trucks. <laughs> yeah. He would have been like, what? A, yeah. Wait, how all many, three first. How many first do you want? All three. Take them. <laughs> take em. What? <laughs> oh no! Okay, so <laughs> we, let the lesbian do it. <laughs> <laughs> that news was great, but this one just came for. We should be celebrating as Redskins fans because we, we no longer have to face Odell Beckham twice a year anymore. So good. He's a Cleveland Brown. And, and that was for a first round pick. And it makes it so a much third worse round pick, for Baltimore. And Jabril Peppers. That's crazy. Guys, the Cleveland Browns have pushed their chips all in. They're favorites. They're going for it. They're winning that division. They're favorites. I think they need to do more than win that division with the amount of talent that they're We gotta go toe to toe with the Pats. We'll see how I the mean, they they got they got Miles Garrett and Olivier Vernon as their edge rushers, two That's very good pass good. rushers. Mm-hmm. But Aaron Rodgers still Aaron Rodgers. That's true. But he's a NFC, so Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham, David and who's good. They got Kareem Hunt, by the way. People Nick Chubb about the the woman kicker and taking him. Baker Mayfield. I she mean, deserved that kick. <laughs> and <laughs> that's twice. God. <laughs> Come on, Gregory. <laughs> did, you guys, did you guys not read the report? There's a reason why I didn't get charged with anything. <laughs> she was she was attacking him in their hotel room yeah, and saying that. a whole bunch of racist shit to him and stuff. Oh, yeah, I did too. Like, fuck that bitch. But no. still. <laughs> Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. I was just, yeah. Anyways, yeah. I can't put myself in issues. <laughs> Woo! But And they got they got Anthony Calloway, yep. who started to emerge. And now, I mean, he's going to be their number three. Wow. <laughs> and they already have a good defense. It was very good. Man, Hugh Jackson, you were a horrible coach. Jesus <laughs> you were just a horrible coach. Man. man. <laughs> and after his Raider days, you and I were we, we felt bad for him. We're yeah. like, no, he got a bad rap. He went eight and eight, eight with the Raiders. Eight with the Raiders. And sure enough, Al got that one right, baby. Yeah. Okay. Hugh sucks. You know, and, and especially if you want to look at a changing of the guard in the AFC North, the Steelers have lost a lot. The Le'Veon Bell is now a New York Jet, Antonio Brown now being a Raider. They've they've lost their two best players with Big Ben. You know, I'm I'm not sure how many more years he has left in him. Big Ben, clock. but they have uh, Juju Smith Schuster. But I mean, I'm not sure how you're going to be able to replace 15 plus touchdowns, a thousand yards receiving, and all uh, everything that Antonio Brown could yeah. do. Yeah. Um, also, the Ravens have lost quite a lot of um, talent, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Which so was now, their strength. Yep. And then um, the Bengals are in kind of in disarray. Yeah. So now we're looking at the Browns. They're just. Um, they leapfrogged everyone, S- at least on paper. on top, looking they down. Are. They yeah. are now looking down. And they deserve the it. They deserve it. Umo says the Browns will brown. So it'll all even out. If From his it, perspective, I get it. I mean, hey, it makes sense. I understand why he says it. It's yeah. like the same thing people say about the Redskins every yeah, time I was we do say, it. I was say, <laughs> like, if they uh, do it, then we definitely Skins will skin. Yeah. But, but back to our division. It's different over there. Yeah. Back to our division. The Eagles kind of also got worse. They traded Michael Bennett to the... Pats. Pats. They did get uh, Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson. I agree that he takes the top off the, That's the it, defense, though. but he, he doesn't frighten me like what he when he was with the Redskins. Like, oh yeah, I mean, I he's, he's not a he's nine. 30, he's thirty-two. Right. So, he's I mean, not a nine-touchdown kind of guy. He can spread you out, but I don't think he's a like a legit threat to score to change the game like he used to be. He is going to be their best decoy. Best decoy, correct. Because when he runs deep, then that's going to allow Zach Ertz to continue to have yeah. to average uh, continue yeah. to average twelve catches a game against us, which is just great. Um, 
That's always fun watching that every single time. He's whatever fantastic. the record is. Tight ends are Hall of Famers against us. And that's the rules. That should add that rule. Is that rule number twelve? Um, Glimmers eleven. Yes. Uh, let's see. Any other? Um, in terms of, the, is there anyone else that you have your eye on for the Redskins? Come free agency. I'm Eric not, Berry was released. Is that? Yeah. But doesn't he play the kind of the same position yeah. that Collins would? I think he's more of a center field type safety, but he's also older and ha -ha just a shell of himself uh, physically at this point. Haha -ha ended going to the Bears. The Bears. The Bears. Yep. That's fine. I. Whatever. They have yeah, a good defense. A they can. They can hide him. Weed. I'd agree. Um, I think that's about it for the gridiron. Uh, we're not gonna. I don't. I guess we're not gonna talk baseball because Ian. I know you got to leave soon. Um, Mr. Porter, I'm picking the Browns every fucking time next year. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So there's still a lot to go in free agency. We'll talk the NFL draft um, next month or, or soon. Under the draft is about a month away. Uh, I can't wait. We'll see how that turns out. Um, I know everyone's curious to see what's going to happen with Kyler Murray. He didn't run at his pro day. He did not. Which was weird. Or get measured again. Yeah. He's like, like no, nah, I had my flats in that day. He's kind of a dick. I don't like him. I, yeah. Bobby and I were talking about that earlier. You're not better than everybody else. That fucking interview that he had oh, with, with Dan God, Patrick. That was so painful. Like I now dislike him because of that. Yeah. That was the first time I've ever seen him win an interview. I was like, that was the worst interview I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. The he what's the interview interviewer's name? What's his Dan name? Patrick? Dan Patrick did everything he could, yeah, to give him outs, easy answerable questions, and he just just stared at him, just stared. and then looked over at his dad. It's like you know you're live, right? And then he fucking looked back, didn't yeah. say anything. It was like I asked that wasn't a hypothetical question. Yeah. <laughs> that was do you like football? His dad <laughs> answered the fucking questions. <laughs> like his dad I, did it better off off the camera. Jesus, he's like I'm getting pretty good at answering. He's questions. either getting terrible advice. Or kind of a dick, or a little bit of both. A little from column A, a little from column B. There you go. And it, but it's such a, an amazing story because he's going to be the first athlete picked Put in the first round together. in two different sports. He's a Heisman Trophy winner, and he's playing a position that, of course, has all the limelight on you, but he's also um, kind of rearing what you're seeing from new-level quarterbacks with these short... What's the rear you're trying? <laughs> uh, you know, it's no longer the stereotypical six foot five, 230, Drew Bledsoe, Wait in the pocket and throw. It's athletes. I mean, the Cardinals are going to take him, right? They have to. I hope they do. Give me Rosen. Yeah, you. That would be there my guess. We so got, if we not, got, someone we got Case right Cliff here for you. Him. Someone's yeah. going to trade up for him. If not, uh, I mean, he's there's no way in hell that he's falling to us. No, no. But I, I don't God, want him. No. I don't want him. I don't want him. Nope. I don't what want if he does? Nope. No, 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 no. You know no, we're going to no. do it, and then I'll get excited. But I. Bobby's hate biggest fear just came through. No, 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 no. I want nothing to do with that kid. That if there's. No way that they would not take him at 15 if he was there. I will boycott if they take him. Okay. Write it down. Bobby, <laughs> I will not watch a game. Because I'm not sure this is going to get recorded either. So. <laughs> it's totally fair. <laughs> so fair. Again, I've been watching. Meter's <laughs> running. Meter's running. We're an hour and ten in, and we're good. <laughs> there right. are levels. There's a blue stream. Everything's fine. Everyone relax. <laughs> so. I love everybody. <laughs> we're at the hour, 10-minute mark. Greg, we're doing good. But yeah, I'm proud of us. What you got for us tonight? Uh, I think so, it's time to go. That's why. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Rotten Greg. I'll see, I'll see you guys. Uh, <laughs> and we did this. On the Lost time. Podcast, I kind of threw a fucking, you know, just I, I phoned that one in. Um, Literally. Yeah. 
<laughs> uh, I hadn't mentioned it before. Uh, I'll, should I do Patriot again? Nah. Does anybody really care? My description of Patriot. That's the one. That's the one I wanted to talk, hear you talk about again. Yeah. Well, so I hadn't talked about it before, but uh, there's a show on Amazon Prime called Patriot. They only had two seasons, which is a travesty because it's fucking hilarious. It's a dark, dry comedy about the CIA trying to keep uh, uh, Iran from getting nuclear weapons. And it's it's got a bunch of people you'll recognize but won't know the names to that do a really great job. Uh, f- uh, Red from That 70s Show is in it. Oh, hey. nice. Uh, you say thank you right. and God bless America. Exactly. Does he put his foot in anybody's ass? No, but he's a hard ass, but with no teeth. It's it's really funny to see him like it. Game over. Um, there's uh, the brother from Orange is the New Black, uh, the fat guy that lives in the trailer. He's also the brother in this show, also a goof. Hilarious. Um, the main character, he's like basically slipping psychologically and for um, for fun or to take his mind off of all the PTSD for murdering people, he sings folk songs. And he's really good, and he goes around singing these folk songs where he's describing the mission that went wrong and everything that happened in it, and it's just fucking hilarious. Um, I can't do it justice by that. Uh, But it's really, really good. Tom would always hear me giggling uh, in my room watching it. So it's a comedy? It is a comedy. and um, uh, But again, dry, dark humor. Um, and, but the other thing I saw last night, which, mm, uh, have you guys seen the trailers for triple frontier with, uh, um, right, I was going to watch that tonight. So I watched that last night and it's about, uh, former airborne Rangers from Ranger battalion, basically, you know, go full native and start killing narcos in, uh, Columbia, yeah, Brazil, Ben Affleck and, uh, um, Ben Affleck, Oscar, Oprah uh, and Martel. Uh, what's his face? Yeah. yeah. It's out right now. Is it? Yeah. Have you watched it? I did. Uh, okay. Charlie Hunnam. I really want, like, I love Charlie Hunnam so much. Ever since <laughs> Sons of Anarchy, yeah. he's never been able to find his place. He hasn't. He's tried so many different movies. None of them have hit. Um, King he, Arthur was good. He does a good job in this. My problem with this movie is anybody that has any relationship to the military will automatically pick up on the fake. Like, it's, you know, in a Friday Night Lights where they do that slow guitar riff mm-hmm. that's like the. That's throughout the entire movie. Anytime they talk about like, man, being home is hard, or man, it's just it's it's like they watched every military movie where they talk about being home and PTSD and all this shit we had to go through and how we deserve more. And they kind of touch on in the movie. It was like that's kind of what you sign up for. Like that's the point of you know serving and wearing the flag kind of thing. Um, but it was just constant. And every time it came up, I was like, get over it and start <laughs> murdering people like they, they had this moral objection to what's the killing. name of it again triple frontier like they kept talking was like, i don't want to kill anybody and i was like bullshit yes you do you i want to kill it. people all the time like <laughs> shut the fuck up like you absolutely want to go into the jungle and start murdering some assholes shooting back at you like stop it stop you're not fooling anybody it's got a 74 percent on rotten tomatoes yeah. What is Rotten Gregory's giving? That's a real fucking I'd Honestly, I'd give it a 50. I fast-forward through some of those No shit. Because I literally could not listen to them talk about I it I like that, st- that now, cast, too. I was yeah. excited about that. Now, would it be more entertaining for those yes. that are not? See, that is my caveat. It's it's a military movie. I'm overcritical of military movies. We Except were for We Were Soldiers. It's amazing. It's overrated. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> it's a theatrical documentary. Yeah. It's amazing. I still think the Asians should have won. Oh, my God. <laughs> Telling your dad. <laughs> Don't do that. 
But yeah, he, he listens I, every I would, week. Anyways. I would, I would definitely watch it. Um, it is still a pretty, pretty decent action flick. Um, and yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd watch it. How many taquitos? I'd give it three buffalo chicken. Three buffalo chicken. Yeah. Okay. It's three, but it's still pretty decent. I'll, I'll eat those three. Right. You know, and then guys, coming soon. We got a uh, season, se- last season of Game of Thrones. So excited! My birthday. So excited! So and we the, the Masters and the Masters. That's final day of the Masters. Masters. Oh, it's gonna be such a good day. So we're going to. Um, Should I do a boat? <laughs> do you want to? Bu- I, I yes. got a guy. If you want to do the boat, I don't know. I don't know if because I'm not sure. I'm not gonna be warm enough. I'm not sure. July is better for a boat. It's probably better than it's not. I was thinking no, maybe. I think it's better. What about? Yeah, I was what, dying. What, what about Saturday? Top golf. Game on. <laughs> Hopefully, this one will be fucking ready by then. Yeah. Um, wait, maybe I'm. Not, I don't think I'm going to do the boat again. Ah, oh, come on. You aren't going to do the boat. Do you guys want me to do the boat again? I had a great time on the boat. Thomas Tomboy here. And I had. A, <laughs> he's playing a bit. No, he knows was, he's getting a goddamn boat. I, I was over at Rags and Cookie was there. Rag was there, and I go, I'm not going to do the boat again. It was one of those things that we're both talking to go. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, yes, you are. Yes, you are. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> the. The rag just texted me. I love this. He said, I just made myself the worst. What was it? The the worst white Russian I've ever had in my entire life. The dude does not abide. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. On that note. So what what do you got on the docket for your next next binge, Greg? Next binge. You know what? I really don't know. It's... I'm on. I'm he lives on. in Baltimore now. He doesn't really have time so for, sh- for I shows. I did watch all of uh, Rick and Morty. I got Hulu uh, a week ago, which highly recommend. I don't know why I waited so long. I can't stand that. You've show. always used my. You account. never watched. You that. can what? I can't stand. Why? Have you, are you serious? Have you, have you given yeah. a real legitimate? You're shot? about to trigger. That the makes tune. me so sad. It's genius. It bothers me. Oh my god. The repetitive nature. I cannot. He say. Why does he say? What's the kid's name? Morty. Morty. Why does he say his name 50 times a show? That's part of what's funny. What he does, Morty. Come on, <laughs> come on, come on, Morty. It bothered me. You know that Morty. And, How many episodes have you and, watched? I, I've watched like I watched like the first couple of the like the very beginning. Just you gotta, power you, you have to it's, keep going. It's right. genius. You have to keep going. Pickle Rick episodes, one of the best Pickle fucking Rick. thing that's ever been made. Tiny Rick's <laughs> one of the best that's ever been made. Uh, when they, uh, uh, Mr. Meeses, one of the fuck. Oh my god, hi, Mr. Meeses. <laughs> that's the the I, I saw something on Twitter. It's like Mr. Meeses is the best Halloween costume because if there's more Mr. Meeses out there, it just plays to the bit even more. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. That's so good. <laughs> Existence is pain to Meeses, Jerry. I'm not supposed to live this long, Jerry. I've been alive for two days. <laughs> did um, did everyone see? The Avengers trailer. Duh. Nope. I haven't yet. I have not yet. I know that's not much weird. Spoilers. Yeah. No, it's per- it's the perfect trailer. It is. They sh- I, I'll, I'll tell you this. It, they show nothing. They show nothing. It's it's fantastic. A lot of it's from the old movie. And it's fantastic. No, it's still good. It still gets nah, chills. I need, nah. I need, I need Bobby, it. our spoiler review, Captain Marvel. Oh. Thoughts. Um. Hmm. Love spoiler Brie Larson. Review. Yeah. Love Brie Larson. Um. I get the critique that she's a little dry at times, at times, but not not through the whole thing. When she needs to be, she's a spot on. I agree with you, Tom, that it's nice to see Nick Fury back in like a full main character role, mm-hmm. like he was in uh, Winter Soldier. Yep. 
um, and, and obviously in the 90s, so younger. Mm. Um, and I like how they, they set everything up. It, it fits perfectly for the time frame that it, it's supposed mm-hmm. to take place. It fits perfectly into the universe. And I think they did a really good job of playing into that. It was in the 90s. It was yeah. based off. The music's they, great. The music was great. Yeah. And the, like the nostalgia to it. It was yeah. really, They did a really good job yeah. with it. It's worth the price of admission. Yes. Go see it. Is it the best Marvel movie ever? No. Is it? Top five, not for me. Yeah, probably not uh, for me either. But it's it's worth going to see. Absolutely. I'm going to yeah. see it again in theaters. Yeah, and again, it's I'm... lit! I'm a novice compared to you guys, but, you know, it, it's, it was fun. Yeah. Like, it, just about every Marvel movie, they're always fun to watch. April 26, let's and Ian, how many back scratches have you had to give Bear today? He, back scratcher? He is all about me today. Butt scratcher! You miss me? Your butt, butt scratcher? scratcher? Your own personal butt, butt scratcher? scratcher? All right, I think but. Ian's got to get out of here. Yep. Um, so, so do we. Um, some result. I'm pretty sure this one actually recorded, so we did a good job, boys. Some results and by me, with some parties. What if I just start we, pushing I mean random me. buttons? Don't are do we, this. Are we, this button do? <laughs> are we back next week? <laughs> yes. Sweet. Back next week. Uh, I don't know if Gregor will be in studio again next week, but... Maybe up in the air. Up in the air, 50-50. Um, might okay. have a special guest. I give it Maybe. Episodes. Uh, <laughs> I said might have a special guest. Keep the people guessing, Tom. Damn. Why are you keeping us guessing? Yeah. Because it's special. <laughs> Jeez, he Rome. I'll see you next week. Cheese he, likes, he, likes, he likes surprises. Uh, well, I, like I guess. Surprises. Oh wait, no, we talked about it on the last episode. Yep. No one else got knows. it. PMIC <laughs> yeah. uh, podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Search "Put Me in Coach" podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Spread the word. Let people know that we are covering all the DC sports all the times. Whenever we don't, whenever we remember to record <laughs> episodes and save them, etc. For Greg, Tom, and Ian, I'm Bob. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next time. Night. My watch is ended. My watch is ended. This has been Put Me In Coach Podcast.